The right tips, the right tools, the tricks of the trade. Well, hello, fashionability followers, and a warm welcome back to the channel. So, myself and Laura have been away from fashionability for a while, and we thought that to kickstart our latest episode, that we would return and say hi to you. So, I'm very delighted to be joined by my lovely co-founder, Laura. So, hello to you, Laura. Hi, Emily. Happy New Year! Now that we're pretty much two months into 2018, Happy New Year! Happy New Year! <laughs> So how have you been anyway? How's life been treating you? Well, I've been incredibly busy, as you might imagine. For our listeners who were with us in December, we posted quite a few shows in the month of December. We wanted to put up a lot of content, and I was very busy with Elegant Insights for the holiday season. So by the time we got to the end of the new year, I was pretty burned out, I have to say. I was very tired, and I had to turn around in just a couple of weeks and ramp up for Valentine's Day. And I was busy with Elegant Insights again for our Valentine's Day sale. And then I got, got sick. I got the flu and I haven't been the same since. So that's what's kept me off the air. How about you? What have you been doing? So I've been working a lot recently. And for any of you who listened to one of our previous episodes, you'll know that I graduated in December. So I graduated with my master's degree finally after two years of yeah. working on it. <laughs> so it was very much a relief to me. But I, I was honestly exhausted. And I was also sick at the beginning of the year. And I've also been working a lot. And, you know, obviously working in retail, there are a lot of things that come up after New Year. So there's Valentine's Day and Easter and there's training that you have to do and various things like that and I've also had a lot of articles and a lot of deadlines to write for my blog that I run and I'm now also in the process of looking for a full-time job and to actually kick-starting my career so a lot of job hunting over the past few weeks and so that's really got what's kept me off of air to be honest it's kind of a correlation of things to be honest but essentially I am adulting that is what has kept me off fashionability guys I am finally adulting well let's talk a little bit about some of our upcoming plans for fashionability since we're entering into a new season here. Do you have any show ideas for 2018? Yes, yeah, so one of my ideas to start off with is to talk about organisation tips for your wardrobe because in December I very happily received a massive new wardrobe, fitted wardrobe set, which I'm delighted about, so I have more storage now. So I wanted to talk about how I organised clothing as a visually impaired person because I think organisation tips are always very important but then I also would love to start to do more episodes on fashion again and I would love to do some episodes about accessibility and talking about how to put on your makeup if you can't see and actually techniques for how to put on makeup because it's something that a lot of people ask me about a lot. How about you Laura? Well I've actually also been asked quite often about application tips and that sort of thing so maybe we can alternate i know that your upcoming show that you're about to roll into is about eyeshadow application tips so i will be very eager to hear everything you have to say on that subject and i have a few ideas for ways i can help our blind listeners to apply makeup as well and i also want to do a spring show with you where we talk about some of the trends upcoming for spring you know the 2018 pen 
Pantone color of the year is ultraviolet, which really rings my bell because I'm a purple girl. So I can't wait for all of the spring and summer and fall winter 2018 season makeup, clothing, and accessories in purple because I am a purple princess, as our friend Lulu likes to say. And speaking of our friend Lulu, for our listeners, Lulu Hartgen is our contributor who brings us the Fragrance Files shows about perfume and fragrance. And she and I just had a chat recently, and she's going to be posting an episode on spring fragrance and perfumes and fragrances, body lotions and potions that would make great gifts for Mother's Day. So our listeners have that to look forward to as well. I know you've got a show to get to, so I will leave you to it. I just wanted to greet our listeners and remind all of you that we're still here and that we're going to begin posting now for 2018 and to please stay tuned to the Fashionability Channel podcast and write to us, of course, if you have any show ideas or suggestions at fashionabilitychannel at gmail.com or you can reach us through our website at fashionabilitychannel.com and thanks for letting me come in and have a chat with you at the beginning of your program emily it was so lovely to speak to you again laura and i'm so excited to start up again for 2018 all right thanks everyone for listening and i'll see you or talk at you chat with you chat you up soon thanks emily bye bye well hello everyone and welcome back to fashionability this is emily davison and today i am bringing you another episode of the series tricks of the trade now this is a series where i basically talk to you about something related to makeup and it's a trick or a hack that you might not know or that might come in useful and they're little bite-sized pieces of information where you can listen to them as and when you decide So today I'm going to be tackling a very commonly asked question on fashionability as well as on my own personal blog that I run and it's where do you put your eyeshadow on your eyes? So where do things go, i.e. where is the crease, where is the socket line, where is the inner third, where is the outer third, where is the lush line, so on and so forth. So today I thought that it would be quite interesting for me to basically tell you briefly where eyeshadow is supposed to go so that when you are getting into eyeshadow you know or have a vague idea of where you're putting your eyeshadows. So without further ado, let's get this show on the road. I'm first going to talk about the socket line. Now the socket line is the area where you will place your transitional shade of your eyeshadow look. Your transitional shade tends to be a light mid-tone colour and you place it on the socket line to basically enable you to fade the other shades that you're using for your eyeshadow look and to blend them out into a gradient and it just helps you to blend everything better and it makes everything merge into each other nicely when you're using eyeshadows. And people tend to use a matte shade when they're using transitional colours, so it will have no shimmer in it. Now, this shade goes on your socket line, so you will feel it. It's the area between your brow bone and your crease. So it's the area where you can feel your socket bone jutting out. So you would put it on the area with a big fluffy brush. Now we've established the socket line, I now want to move on to the lid. The lid of your eye is the area where your skin will cover your eyeball. So it's that area where you have the eyeball underneath. So fill that area and you want to put your lid colour 
all the way from your lash line, which is where your eyelid meets your lashes, all the way up to where the crease starts, which I'll get onto in a minute. But essentially, where you can feel your eyeball underneath, that is your lid, and that's where you want to concentrate your lid colour. Now, as for what people use on the lid, it really is very versatile. You could use matte shades, you could use shimmer shades, you could use a lighter shade, you could use a darker shade. It's completely up to you and it's dependent on the look. But if you're starting with eyeshadow, I would recommend that you use a light shade and a shade that you personally like and that complements your eye colour. So you might have to get some help with this. Now we move on to the crease. Now the crease is the area that runs between your lid and your socket. So the area where you can feel an indentation between those two parts of your eye, that is where you will put your crease colour. So if you run your finger between your lid and your socket, you will feel that little indentation there and it starts from one corner of your eye to the other. That is where you want to put your crease shade and the crease shade tends to be a matte mid-tone colour so it's darker than the socket line and people put it there to basically contour out their eye area and to give them a little bit of definition. When you're using a crease colour gently buff it in using a fluffy brush from one corner of your crease to the other. However on the side of your crease where your brow bone is you need to blend the colour up a little bit higher than the other side. Now we've covered those three areas, the next ones are pretty optional. You don't have to do these next parts, but they are great if you really want to add definition and to really make a statement with your eyeshadow looks. However, for me personally, I would recommend starting with the lid, the crease and the socket line. And once you've got those areas down, then you can add other steps into your eyeshadow look to make it look more bold and intricate. An area where a lot of people get confused about is the outer V or otherwise known as the outer third but this is basically the outer part of your lid. Now the way I think of it is if you feel the outer part of your lid where your eye is going towards your ear you can feel that little crease there and it runs in a V or a C shape. So what you want to do is you want to take a darker shade either matte or shimmer it's completely up to you and you need to blend it in that area so that it merges in with your crease but so that it also merged in with the lid colour. So if you're still confused, imagine that you're drawing a C on the outer part of your lid and you'll be absolutely fine. Or it's also known as drawing a V, which is why it's called the outer V. Do you get it? Now I want to talk about the inner corner of your eye. Now this is the part where you would add a highlighter shade. So this would be the lightest shade that you would use in your eyeshadow look. So it tends to be a shimmery shade. You could use your own highlighter. You could use whatever light shade you have, either matte or shimmer, and you basically place it on the inner corner. Now the inner corner is the area where you can fill your tear duct. So that area around there, that is where you would place your highlighter colour. So it's that area where your eye goes towards your nose. It's the area where your eye is closest to your nose. And by placing a highlighter shade on this area of your eyes, you're really opening up your eyes and making them look more bigger and awake. Now, another place that people put highlighter shade is on the brow bone. Now, the brow bone is the area of bone that you can feel underneath your brow towards the outer part of your brow. So you'll be able to feel the area where your brow naturally starts to arc. That bone underneath there is called the brow bone. So you want to take 
a highlighter shade, preferably the one that you used for the inner corner, but you don't have to. And you want to place it underneath your brow bone, starting from where your brow would arch towards where your brow ends. Do not put it any further because naturally light doesn't hit this part of your face. The final part I want to talk about today is the lower lash line. Now the lower lash line is the line that runs underneath where your lower lashes are and that is the area where people will put a darker shade to smoke out a colour or they will also put on an eyeliner underneath that area. Now personally I would say that this is something I wouldn't recommend doing if you're new to eyeshadow or if you're not very confident because what it can do is it can drag your eye down and it can make you look like you've got smaller eyes. However this is completely up to you. You can experiment with those eyeshadows on that area if you choose to. However, I would say leave this part until you get a little bit more practiced at eyeshadow if you're new to it. So there you go. That is my little comprehensive guide on where to put your eyeshadows. I really hope this helped and it gave you a little bit more insight as to where to put your eyeshadows. However, if you feel like you still need more guidance, what I would recommend that you do is go to a beauty counter and have someone explain to you where the shades go and to actually place the brush on that area so that you can really get a feel for where they're putting the shadows. As I had a mother who was a makeup artist, I tend to find this really easy to do because she taught me from when I was very young. However, if you're still not sure, I would recommend going to get someone to actually physically put the shades on you so that you can get a tangible sense of where to put those shades but if you want any more advice feel free to email in or you can also tweet us at inclusive style or you can send us a message on facebook where i can answer any questions for you and you can also request further episodes on this topic if you would like a little bit more in-depth discussion on any of the things i've spoken about today thank you so much for listening in to this episode today we really hope you enjoyed it and from us we will see you again next time Bye. Thank you for listening to this fashionability podcast. We hope you enjoyed this recording. For more of our episodes, you can visit www.fashionabilitychannel.com. We podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Blueberry, TuneIn Radio and Amazon Echo. If you would like to contact us or you have any queries, you can email us at fashionabilitychannel at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter under at inclusive style follow us on our facebook page by searching fashionability channel you can also find us on instagram under at fashionability channel thank you for listening